Is the podcast dead, John? How dare you? I guess we'll do it that way. Welcome to episode one of season X. How do I sound? Man, I feel a little rusty. How about you? I feel like a 1963 Cadillac. Just born cruising. Yeah, just born cruising, but yes, a little rusty. A little rusty, but what a dream. I heard that. Oh, yeah. Back in the basement. Are there uh, there any new bodies piling up down there? (laughs) It's definitely not any less creepy than it has been. Are there fewer bodies? Definitely not. Exact same amount of bodies as how long? How long has it been? Three months? <laughs> like, has it been three months? I mean, I think so. Possible? Like a million months. I think it's been a million months. Whoa. And here we are back. I think it's been, I don't know. It's been long enough that, that we're definitely only talking to the NSA again. You know, we got, <laughs> we got the traction and <laughs> we squandered it. We squandered the traction, and now we're back at zero plus NSA. This is where we like to be, where this is uh, cementing our underdog status. Mm-hmm. I know. We definitely don't want too big of an audience, or else we risk being too cool. That's called selling out, John. I don't know if we're ever at risk for that, but um, why don't uh, you give us a... Selling out. Why don't you give us a... No, no, for being cool. Why don't you... Oh, um, got it. Give us the uh, give us a recap. Where where what's been going on? What's been uh, happening? Oh boy. oh boy, what has been going on? Are we just gonna jump right into it? I mean, I guess we've kept people waiting long enough. Maybe we need to just jump right into it. Bob at the NSA is dying to know, <laughs> dude. You wouldn't believe how many questions, how many people have been like, "So, uh, what's going on with rollers?" Like wondering, kind of if I just quit, you know, but like haven't told anybody. Have you? I kind of want to leave everybody hanging a little bit. <laughs> Tell them about your po- your poodle breeding business now. <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't be this show if I answer any sort of question with any sort of conciseness. Rollers is picture locked, actually. Say what? I love when you play dumb. It's so good. It's <laughs> it's incredible. That's my impression of a kid, like when you walk in and a kid is face full of chocolate, and you're like, "What? Are, what are you doing? Where'd you get that chocolate from?" And they're like, "Huh? What chocolate?" <laughs> um, Rollers is picture locked, which for those for the layman, for the lay people, it basically means that it is well. I keep almost saying done. It's not done. There's a lot of work left to do, but the movie's the movie. The shots are the shots. The cuts are the cuts. The moments are the moments. Did you... The beef is the beef. Did you hand it off to somebody? I handed it off to the post house. Um, They did a merger of some kind, Mm. and I think now they're going by Buffalo 88. Really? Not stand. Yeah, Buffalo 88. Look them up. Wasn't that a Vincent Gallo movie? Uh, I think that's... Buffalo 66. Well, they almost got there. Hold on. Buffalo 66 movie with Christina Ritchie. Uh, What is it called? It's called Buffalo 66. Oh, yeah. Terrific film. Have you seen it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's excellent. (laughs) It's great. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. It's it's Did you like it? You hated it? Oh, I loved it. Um, It's so weird. Okay, well, we'll keep moving. So I handed it off to to, to Buffalo 88, mm. close cousin of Buffalo 66, mm. the Vincent Gallo movie. And they were and uh, they were like, what the fuck is this, bro? Mm-mm. That's what they said. No. I gave them a hard drive. They're like, they were like, what the fuck is this? Bro? Where's the film? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Or the negative. Man. Where's the movie? And I was like, oh, shit, I've been in, operating in a hallucination for the last nine months. The movie doesn't even exist. Oh, whoa. That's what I realized. I was like, all the footage is gone. It head. has been forever. So you wake up in a straitjacket, you know? Exactly. Well, you know, I have had I, I I've had a couple moments like this movie Mm-mm. has nearly killed me. No way. And I actually oh yeah. Over the last nine months I've had a couple moments where I seriously had to do the is this reality, oh, am I cool. still me moment. You know, I was like 
I was real close to the brink a couple times. It was hard. Why? Because the work is taxing or? I don't know. I just think I was starting to lose it. You know, I spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> you hear that, investors? I... Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had to just couple sell Mortimer. So exactly, no one. You know, I that you know what happened is is they're like, who has everyone heard from Zay? And they're like, nope. And they come back, and I just got like five hundred empty Red Bull cans. Yeah, you know, a giant plate of glass that I've been snorting cocaine off of, right, and right. like you know, dirty diapers everywhere. This is, this had to have happened, right? Somebody's definitely blown a movie budget on drugs. Oh, I think it's more common than not. Right. I think that's usually what happens. Oh man. Can you, you, do you know about Ryan Cavanaugh? No. Oh man. Fascinating. Sort of, uh, I kind of want to make a movie about him. him. It's sort of a Wolf of Wall Street situation, but, but Hollywood and very recent, he started a company. I think it was called relevant media hmm. And um, Reliant Media, I can't remember. He he theoretically was making movies. I think they only made a few and they all sucked. But somehow this guy managed to raise like a billion dollars or something stupid. Like, like not a billion, but an absolutely insane amount of money. Mm -hmm. And he was famous for just living this ridiculous playboy lifestyle. You know, he would take his helicopter from Malibu to his office in Beverly Hills, that kind of stuff. And his movies weren't even making money. Mm. They, in fact, they were horrible in, in most cases. So he ended up getting sued and starting another company because he's that kind of guy where basically he's like, you can't get me. That's what corporations are for, you know, and then moved on and like did a different thing. Hmm. He's got a house in Malibu. Well, yeah, he's doing OK. He he was doing the thing where you don't actually do the job. You just pretend really well to do the job. Mm. Until people find out, is that really a fake it till on. you make it type situation or something more insidious? I I think it's more of a these people are idiots and I'm going to take them for everything they're worth because they're idiots and they're just as evil as I am type situation. Mm. You know, I think he's just kind of like a kind of a con man, mm. if you will. Yeah, that's that's at least seems to be the uh, the consensus uh, in town. Mm. Um, I don't think a lot of people are rushing to his defense because hmm. uh, cause he could have done a good job, but he didn't, you know? <laughs> well, did you do a good job? Is the it wasn't like he was making, it wasn't like Annapurna where he was like, you know, it wasn't like Annapurna with Megan Ellison, you know, Larry Ellison of Oracle yeah. fame slash mega fortunes daughter. It wasn't like that where like she's making baller movies. She's supporting PT Anderson. She's supporting some, you know, really incredible tours and just spending a lot of money doing mm -hmm. it and perhaps not running the best business, but being an incredible patron of the arts. This guy, I think, was just blowing money on hookers and cocaine, <laughs> you know, and helicopters. I'm pretty sure like millions of dollars on like insane offices. Let's look at the movie. Did he made. have fun? That's the question. Oh, man. Such a good question. Relativity Media. That's what it was. He's a current executive of Warner Brothers Pictures. He's 44 years this old. This is a pretty good list of movies, my dude. He made he he produced The Fighter. It's a great movie. Well, 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 did he produce The Fighter or was he like tangentially involved with The Fighter? Uh, you'll have to ask Wikipedia that question. He also executive you know, produced The Social Network. Other films include uh -huh. Mamma Mia, 310 to Yuma, Grown Ups. Come on, this guy uh this guy's legit. Yeah, it does say that despite his Moneyball approach to filmmaking, he turned down a chance to invest in the movie Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, here's the thing, though. Let, let's look at. I just I don't know. I don't see anything on here that really justifies like helicopter from Malibu to Beverly Hills. You know, like none of these are billion dollar hits. Most of the recent ones are terrible. Matt Lauer used to get flown from helicopter from his house in the Hamptons to the studio in New York, which is crazy. And then all in a flash, boom, it's all gone. I don't generally like cancel culture, but when it comes to people who deserve it, I'm kind of okay. <laughs> you, you like you it know. when it's right. Like Matt Lauer just needs to go yeah. away. Bye, Matt. You had your shot. See ya. Can you imagine you know. the person that was like actually was betrayed by him? 
You know, they're like, that's not the Matt Lauer I thought I knew. Like, he's some guy on TV. What do you know about him? I know. Or, well, you know. Do you feel like that about people? Like, do you look up at cele- look up to celebrities of any kind? And if they did something outrageous, you'd be like, oh, I love Tom Hanks. I can't believe he did that. So this is, th- there were a whole bunch of, this was, this is old. Ryan Cat, man, how did, we come back after months and months away. You trash a guy. <laughs> and I'm just rehashing news from 2017. This is producer so- of Moneyball. <laughs> no, no, not even. Ryan Kavanaugh sued for fraud by Relativity Investor. Anyway. You want to talk about finishing rollers? I guess we should. Well, hit us. Hit us with the deets then. What do you think of rollers, John? You've now seen it many times. I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think of Oh, it? man. Tell the tell the listeners what you think of I'm it. I'm trying to think of the last time we talked about this movie because we have talked about it before. I don't know. Have we talked about it since it's changed substantially? Man, dude, I don't know. Like, when's the last time we did an episode? I, I really don't know. Have we talked on air about the fact that you shot an opening scene? I don't think we talked about that. Here's the deal with rollers. I've been asked this a lot. It's the holidays. A lot of people are like, mm, what's they up to? And um, I think a lot of people at this point assume that I have effectively abandoned the movie Be- <laughs> Why? because I, because it, I'm still working on it. And I think most people assume it would be in theaters <laughs> by haven't now. Seen it. You know, like right. they haven't heard anything and not just podcast listeners. No one's heard anything because no it's just me. I mean, right. you know, it's been nine months, nine. I'm in Chattanooga. I get asked all the time. Months. Anytime somebody I see that knows you, they that's the first thing they ask me. What's the deal with the movie? Yeah. Wh- when am I going to see the movie? I know. Not for a really long time. I mean, probably no. not for another year, most people. What? I mean, unless you catch it at a festival. Damn. Okay, okay, okay. Well, t- give us a festival. I don't scoop. know what the deal is with the festivals. I'm... I'm Because it just got finished. It, well, it's not even done. It's in post. <laughs> to get, tune in next year folks it's it's an it's a shockingly long process yeah i is this i've normal? produced a number of movies and yeah it's normal um okay it's normal i've produced frame. a number of movies Nobody though knows. and i don't think i understood what someone could do all day editing a movie for nine months mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. I know it can take that long, but I, it was kind of the same process when I wrote my first script. I was like, why would that take so long? Just write it. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is you got to try stuff. You know, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people who heard previous episodes know is that I spent nine months basically re-editing, recutting, rewriting the yeah. movie, which, you know, we did some reshoots. Um, we shot three scenes in September and then we shot uh, uh, one opening scene in October that I'm pretty sure no one's heard about. Um, I wrote a whole new opening scene um, and it's hard to know exactly how to talk about it because mm. nobody's seen the movie because no one even knows what the movie is about. <laughs> some, even that has undergone some crazy permutations because it still is about what it was always about. Yeah, it is. Which, it, you know, give us the log line. What's We've written it 10 million times for festivals, so what is it? Rollers is the tale of a family's historic concert venue and the one man trying to save it. I've recently been tweaking it a little bit, and I've changed it to mm-hmm. Rollers. Two young girls go on an adventure in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a monster. Coming of age story about one girl and her pony that i've recently altered adjusted it at least for now to be and this is this is relevant um this is as they say apropos it's uh it's the tale of a family's beloved concert venue or historic i can never choose which and the downfall of the one man trying to save it and that's an important word to me because Mm. it's it's the one man trying to save it but it's downfall Mm. It's his downfall. And to be honest, um, the the movie nearly killed me psychologically. How prophetic? Is it prophetic? Well, I don't know. It, it nearly killed me the way that I think I was worried about it nearly killing me back when we were still recording episodes, which is it just, it, it you know, I've never birthed the baby, 
but I know Uh-oh. some people who have had some pretty horrific sort of, uh, you know, experiences where it's just like the baby just doesn't want to come out, you know? And, um, even if everything goes well, it's pretty horrific. It's really, yeah, you would know better than I do, but it's a, it's a freak show. It's, it seems like a lot. It seems like a big, um, a big, uh, 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 shock to your system. It's a human coming out of a human. It's a lot. It's, it's insane. That's completely insane. And I just, Mm. I I know some people, for instance, you know, I just, there's all sorts of reasons. The baby's too big. I I know some people, their baby, like the shoulder got caught. I mean, you know, terrible stuff that just, and and Mm. I feel like that's kind of what this process has been is it's like, I'm like, I could see the head. And then it takes like Mm. a million more years to get the damn thing out of there. And, (laughs) And at some point I was like, just take me now, God, you know, just, mm. What am I? You'll be a great dad. You'll be a great yeah. support in the hospital. <laughs> Just take me, Lord. Take me now. Um, take me home, Jesus. So it's just been, it's just been. But a it lot. didn't kill you. You're still it here. Didn't kill it's me. Done. It's virtually done. It's picture locked. Yeah, I mean the movie's better than it's ever been. Yeah, you know. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And uh, I don't know, man. It's it's uh. Well, I don't want to build it up too much, but here's the deal. I've said many times, you know, that I wanted to make an entertaining movie. Now, when it comes out like that, it doesn't sound like exactly what I had in mind when I decided to go down this uh, intellectual rabbit trail, but... What I mean by, because obviously I wanted to make an entertaining movie. Who doesn't want to make an entertaining movie? But I, what I mean by that is I wanted to make the kind of movie that if it came on TV, you know, you'd be like, yeah, I'll finish it. You know, or if you were watching it with your friends on a Friday night, it would not be a bummer. (laughs) Sometimes you put a movie on and you're like, oh, this is heavy or, oh, this sucks or, oh, this is a, this is a slog. I wanted to make a movie that normal people could enjoy, but that yeah. had a layer of depth to it. Um, and, and the reason downfall now, I can't remember how much we talked about this before our break our sabbatical, but there was a point when I realized that the movie the ending what's weird is that the ending actually didn't change all that much. The ending barely changed, but it changed in a couple of subtle, but very important ways. And what I realized is that the, the, the movie wasn't working for two very simple reasons. First, no one knew exactly what Rufus was Rufus being the main character, what he wanted. Mm. Um, they didn't know him well enough to sympathize with this kind of meandering, odyssey that he's going on that's why i put this opening scene in because what i realized is i know these things and ultimately they're even in the movie but you gotta have like a the codex to understand what you're looking for throughout the rest of the movie otherwise by the time you so for instance we talked a lot about the shining in the past Mm. and recently and there's a yeah. There's the whole first third of The Shining. It's great, but it's it's really basic stuff. It's like, you know, the guy who runs the hotel telling Jack Nicholson's character, now, be careful, because the last guy who did this murdered his family. And all of a sudden, <laughs> right. all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, cool. I get what the movie's about. Try to stay alive and not murder your family. You know, mm. that's, it's clear. And then you just get to have fun. And what I think I realized was missing with rollers and that I eventually started to work towards is I needed to set up this concept that this is not a save the bar movie. I think a lot of people assumed it was like, um, empire records or something like that, where it's like, we got a band together and save the movie theater. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not that movie. It's actually about the protagonist of that movie realizing that he's not in that movie (laughs) 
and right. that he's in real life and that he's an alcoholic and that he is systematically destroying every relationship that is important in his life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the movie has always been about. Now, I don't want to make it sound too dark because it's actually very fun. There's tons of music. It's funny. Um, But that's always been what the movie's about. But I think I was there were two factors, two two variables at play. First, I didn't quite know what I know now about how to make a movie. I've learned a ton. (laughs) Yeah, from doing it. um, From doing it. Big surprise. Right. And 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 I just didn't know like show don't tell. You know, I knew that. Everybody says show don't tell. That's a classic movie advice. Show don't tell. I and we've talked about that at various different times. I just keep being I kept being surprised by how true that is. We just listened to an interview um, on Brian Koppelman, his podcast, he did rounders, a bunch of other stuff. But he was interviewing Chris McQuarrie, who mm-hmm. um, wrote The Usual Suspects, won an Oscar for that, has written um, several Mission Impossible movies. And he's just a stone cold baller, you know, mm-hmm. and he said that he's most interested in straightforward emotional storytelling. And to me, that's where I ended up with rollers is realizing, you know what? Um, I have to take you on a journey that is ultimately, it is an odyssey. It's a little meandering. I'm, I'm going to spend some time watching people play music. I'm going to spend some time on these other things. And and for a while, I think people were bored or they just were losing the thread because they were like, why am I here right now? Mm. Why am I watching this conversation right now instead of that conversation that I feel like is more important? And what I what I always wanted to say as a retort was shut up. he's avoiding the problem. Mm. Well, yeah, I wanted to say, shut up. You try making a movie. And they're like, dude, you asked me for feedback. Shut up. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard. That's what I want to say. It's fucking hard. Are you in your? That's house? not me acting. It's fucking hard, John. Are you in your house God right now? And it's hard. Are you in your house right now? No, I'm in my garage. It's even better. My Korean neighbor. Are they looking through like the windows? Hundred people that live over in this apartment next to me, and I'm sure they're just wondering. But you know what? What's new, John? I've been editing a movie out yeah, here for you've nine been months. I've been yelling quite a bit. Oh yeah, they're used to it. I'm the crazy neighbor. Did you lose files? Did anything crazy happen? You know what I mean? You always hear these stories, especially when somebody's editing something. Um, Computer crashed, lost a bunch well, of stuff. Anything crazy I don't like know if happened? I talked about this this particular incident yeah. because I was probably just a little bit too much in it. You know, I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, no, but at one point sometime back in the spring, this was a dark moment. <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> I'm going to laugh through it, but it's, 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 and it's, it is funny. Well, it might be instructive. It may, it is instructive and it's funny only because I have grown a lot in, in the last six right. months. And, um, I think I have now learned how to manage my anxiety in a way that this is not a particularly likely, um, incident to take place again. But anyway, because I, I can handle these sorts of things a little better now. But um, I was I was racing towards a deadline for a screening, which I eventually was eviscerated in. This is probably why I didn't even bring this up, because I think this was before my first screening. I was freaking out. I think deep down I knew the movie mm. was trash. And I was about to show it to a bunch of people for the very first time. It was two and a half hours long. Wow. And I lost an entire day of oh, editing. Oh, no. Two and a half hours like long. solid I lost an entire day of progress because of some files corrupting. It was two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's 97 minutes right now. That's insane. That's almost an hour cut. I know. Talk about that. And well, and and, and I added. You added 10 minutes. Probably 10 minutes of stuff. So yeah, it's in solid hours gone. Wow. But but really quick, I want to finish this story. Hmm. I lost a day of editing. So Adobe Premiere, if anyone from Adobe's listening, to this, <laughs> the chances are slim. Maybe. Yeah, we've got the NSA. Hey, NSA guy, I know that, you know, everybody over at Adobe, True. 
maybe you can plant some subliminal messaging on their thing and tell them to fix their fucking program. Whoa. Because it crashes constantly. John. Really? It's garbage. You use it oh, on a Mac. It's, it's the worst. I use it on a Mac. Hmm. It's just very unstable. Why did you why did you use that? Why not Final Cut? Um it, the project, well, there's there's a number of reasons. The, the mainly the project, my assistant editor set up the project on Adobe because that's kind of considered that or Avid is is mm. is sort of considered the the standard. Gotcha. You know, I don't know. I basically learned Adobe to cut this movie, and and it was fine. <laughs> I I made the most of it. So John, the movie was hard, and um, you know, it's probably um maybe I'm gonna say April. Uh, what feels like a, a lifetime and a half ago. And I lost an entire day of editing and I had a full on panic attack. Mm. And, um, and I was like on the floor crying where beneath my desk in my house Oh no! and like bang, literally a banging my head against the floor because I was so angry. And, uh, mm. <laughs> Grant Withington walked over. Grant was my assistant on the movie and Grant lives behind us. Hey Grant. And uh, he came, he he came onto the front porch, and uh, saw me through the window in the house. And and uh, Kelly was out. out. It, it was pretty dark. What did Grant do? Um, what did Grant do? People want to know. Grant Grant realized that there was nothing to do, and he left me to my own devices, which I I think is exactly <laughs> what needed to happen. He, he just looked, he peered in, he sees you freaking out and he turns and walks away. I was melting down. So I barely even gotcha. Remember the specifics. My point is there were numerous other situations that were not quite le- that level of severity, but a lot of moments where I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Well, it's harder to make a movie I than you thought. Movies, it's really hard. Than you thought. And, um, January a year ago, say, Exactly. So, okay. So, so that is to say that the movie changed in part because I learned how to make a movie show. Don't tell Mm. it also changed. And, and, and this is part of the reason the, 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 the anxiety sort of like losing my shit story is somewhat relevant is I realized that the movie was handling some of those types of subjects um, in a way that I think was not entirely truthful to my own experience. Mm-hmm. I think the ending of the movie, for instance, was I'm trying to figure out how to how to say this, not because I've I'm feeling like private necessarily about my own experience. I'm clearly very open usually. It's more that I'm trying to be not too convoluted. Mm. Um the ending was a bunch of bad things happening to Rufus in a row. Mm-hmm. That was basically what Rollers was on the surface. He's he's this guy, he's trying to save a venue, and a bunch of bad shit is happening, mm-hmm. right? And there was this major disconnect for a long time in the movie, in the cuts that people were watching. I mean, a solid six months, this was kind of more or mm-hmm. less the issue, to varying degrees, was that people didn't entirely sympathize with Rufus because they were thinking this guy's just moping around. <laughs> He's not trying to save the venue. What's wrong with him? And you, you think that's you know? a fair critique and looking back? It was a fair critique, except I never knew how to, well, again, I wanted to be like, it's hard, <laughs> right. but also I wanted to, I, I want to be like, you try it. But I also <laughs> wanted to say, and I, and I would say this and then they'd be like, well, it's not working. Mm. I'm like, but I wanted my bangs to look great. And they're like, well, you have bangs. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like that. And um, <laughs> note to self, don't cut your own bangs or your own movie. And um, anyway, they would look at me and be like, well, it's not working. And um, I'm not exactly sure what to do, but maybe you could try these things. And I'm thinking, oh, that would never work. So, so, so basically though, the gist was, it was a bunch of people not totally understanding why Rufus isn't right. doing more. And the simple answer was because he is conflicted about whether he wants to save this thing or not. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't even know deep down if he wants this thing to exist. He he feels like he's trapped in a prison mm. 
that he inherited, you know, and, and he loves rollers. He it's, it's a code. Think of it. I think the best way to, 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 to frame it is as a codependent Mm. relationship. You know, you're a, you're a gal and you're dating a guy or you're a guy and you're dating a gal and you guys are terrible for each other. The gal is kind of like Rufus, the gal Mm. being rollers. Gal's like Rufus, We've had a good run, dude. Um, but I don't know if you're uh I don't know if I don't know if I want to stay together with you forever. And if I don't want to stay together with you forever, maybe it's just time to let me die. Mm. You know? It's this lady mm-hmm. who's dying. <laughs> and the this metaphor sucks. <laughs> anyway, it's a codependent relationship, and Rufus is stuck in it. And Rufus knows that he needs to move on with his life, but can. Mm. That's the issue. It's a classic situation like that where it's like, this guy makes me feel like trash. And yet he is also my identity. And, and that is a problem. That is why those relationships are problems because you feel like trash in large part because the relationship is your identity and you can't leave it because it's your identity. It becomes this weird catch-22. So that's the situation that Rufus is dealing with, not to mention he has a serious alcohol problem. And all of that was there. That was all in the movie. And it, so again, people would be like, dude, I don't get it. And I'd be like, it's hard. <laughs> and I'm like, Rufus doesn't know what he wants. I can't tell you exactly what he wants. He doesn't know what he wants. That's the whole mm-hmm. movie. He doesn't know. And people are like, well, I need to know. And I'm like, that's not the movie. I can't make him know. That's not the movie. That's like in the rom-com. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to end up together. But they can't know that. They can't know that they're going to end up together. That's why it's hard. And there were so many times with the movie where I was like, they can't know. He he can't know that he doesn't want to be here. He has to believe with all of his heart that he wants to be here. Mm. But his actions say otherwise. Because he's a drunk. Mm. You know? And that was a really hard needle to thread. Mm. Enough said. No, I'm just kidding. But so that was that was a bulk of what it was, was just figuring out how to communicate that without completely reshooting right. the movie, which I didn't do. I mean, you know, we did some reshoots, but all said and done, the reshoots were really minimal. Right. You know, again, maybe, maybe 10 minutes mm. of finish time. And that's like targeted. I wrote it and it basically ended up in the movie exactly the way it was mm-hmm. shot because I knew exactly what I needed. It's not like we went out and shot like 15 new right. scenes and kind of figured it out and put the movie together. What I did do is basically Frankenstein certain chunks of it in a way that to my great joy and surprise actually worked really well. And then the last stage, you know, the, the so the movie, you could break the last nine months into mm. thirds. How convenient. Uh. The first three months were me trying to make the the wrong mm. movie, trying to make the movie that was in my head before I made the movie, mm. but was not the movie that was in the can. Right. Months four, five, and six <laughs> were the story of me trying to reconcile the movie that was in my head with the movie that was in the can. Right. Eyes wide open. I know what I have to do, but I don't know what the path is. Mm. And then the last three months. So in a way it was like trekking back down the mountain, Mm -hmm. doing some assessing, doing some soul searching. And then the last three months were climbing the different mountain. And I, and the movie didn't change a whole lot in the last three months from a structural standpoint, but it did change in some, minor ways that feel huge right you know and then i probably spent what i don't know the last two months just making it good you Mm -hmm. know like it didn't change a whole lot it just wasn't you know it's 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 amazing the difference between a scene that's done and a scene that's halfway done you know it's i don't know how to describe it other than that one's not even close and one's done you know like it's just What's crazy is that sometimes it's not very many cuts. Sometimes it's not very different. Um, I think one big thing that I did is that I really leaned into 
making a movie that I would want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there was a lot of time spent trying to make the movie that I thought I was going to make, trying to make the movie that I thought I should make given the circumstances, trying to make a movie that would p- a pl- a please the people I was getting feedback from. And eventually I realized, you know what? I know what movie I need to make. It's the one that I like, (laughs) you know, it's got music and it's funny and it's quick and it has editing, but it also has these like really nice slow moments and these really great emotional moments. And it has nonlinear editing. Like one of the big things I did over the last six months is I, chopped up scenes and sprinkled them around you know what was the worst piece of advice that you got feedback whatever suggestion on how to change the movie that you did that you regret now that it's done this is gonna sound corny but i have zero regrets there's nothing in the movie that it is possible to change that i would change Mm -hmm. okay does that is that is that a dodge I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I mean you know better than me. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think there's there's Somebody time tell you to waste. Like, cut cut this guy because it's it's boring, and then you well, cut it, and then later, yeah, you're like, I, I got a that. lot of that advice. Well, see, but then I then I'd fix it. You know, like mm-hmm. I there were totally were moments where people said, "Do this," and I was like, "Oh, well, I don't have any better ideas. I guess I'll try it." Mm. And and then I realized in certain cases they're right. And then in other cases I realized, Nope, they're wrong. And, um, and, and 90% of the time, and this is not to toot my own horn as much as just to say that diagnosis and actual problem solving solution construction are often two extremely distinct pieces of the process Mm -hmm. and when you try to do them at the same time you often screw things up worse um and so i learned i mean i've i've done this for a while so like i knew some of it but then i think you know whether it's with clients and advertising you know or short films that i've made or movies that i produced i i had some sense of that but again i learned the newer sort of like expression of it as i was doing it but the but the gist was a lot of people would be like, it's boring. Mm. You should do X. And and what I had to learn how to do is say, okay, it's boring. That I kind of can't argue with because everyone in the room said it's boring. But I don't think what they're suggesting is going to make it less boring. I think it's going to make it worse in a way. Because if you put more shit on your shit sandwich it's still a shit sandwich (laughs) at the end of the day. You have to figure out how to make it not a shit sandwich. And usually the ideas that you come up with in the room are just not going to be the ones that make it better. It's going to be diagnosis. And so there were a few times where I would be like, okay, well I'll just try that and spend a lot of time kind of going down a path only to find out that the movie wasn't working any better because of it. But what I don't regret about it is that I would recognize, okay, it doesn't work any better. Time to move on. But it usually led in some circuitous way to the solution that I eventually stuck with. You started this talking about showing this at a screening and getting a response from people. And I know you've gotten a lot of feedback and you've changed it a lot. It's been six months of changing it. And I guess, right. yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Like having this thing go from well, in your head to having to be done. It's a huge step. You know, it's a, it's 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 a weird process. It's kind of like watching a, a person age. Mm. Um, You can see the thread. But you can't really. Explain how someone can be their own person and yet also kind of resemble both of their <laughs> parents. You know, it's just like at the end of the day, and that's, I think what rollers is to me is that at this stage. And, and when I finally knew it was done is that I looked at it and I said, yes, of course it's not perfect. There are things I would do differently if I did it again, but there's nothing that 
I hate about it. There's nothing that I feel like I really mm. settled on. Um, that's what the last nine months have been, have been not, I mean, really, if I had to settle, sum up the last nine months, it's, it's summed up as not, not settling. settling. That's really what the, it's been. Okay. For mm-hmm. a while. It's been very watchable for a solid yeah. four months. Um, it's been the point where I show people and, and I think most people sometime and, you know, at various different points in the last four months, People have watched, I would say the average person has watched the movie and thought, yeah, good job. You, you did it. Good work. Move on. Are you, you know? satisfied with like, that? Well, no, I wasn't. And that's why I kept pushing. <laughs> and I think, and that, and, and so that's, that was never good enough for me. And, and I think where the movie's at now is that people who have never seen it before, are watching it and saying, Ooh, mm. I like this. And people who saw it five months ago are watching it and be like, where the fuck did that come from? You know, mm-hmm. like, and that's really satisfying because I, it's, it's not settling. It's saying, okay, you know, it's watchable. Let's start polishing it. And I just kind of was like, yeah, but this movie has got to be fun. And so where it's at now to sum up, where so th- so not settling settles you know sums up hmm. the last nine months where it is now the most concise way to sum that up is it is going to the makeup room to get prettied up you know it's it's uh the sound design and the color correction and the score is getting finished and the sound mix is getting done and it's going to start to feel way more tight in that sense but to sum up where it is at exactly this moment, I would say, and, and you know, I don't like to, I like to sandbag. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't like to say things are good. You know what I mean? But they are good. And the truth is it kind of feels like a movie and it doesn't feel like a in progress draft all that much. You know, it, it feels like put it this way. I was watching it with a friend who is not a movie watcher. You know, she doesn't, she, she, she doesn't really, she watches like four movies a year max, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of situation. Like she doesn't really watch movies or TV. She just doesn't, it's not her thing. And I was like, she wanted to see what was going on because she's a friend from home. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I'll just show you like, you know, we'll jump around a little bit. And I jumped around a little bit in the first half, showed her a couple things. And then I start, and then I was like, I want to show you like a 15 minute chunk. So I showed her a chunk. And then when the chunk was over, I tried to turn it off. She's like, no, 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 don't turn it off. And I was like, oh, okay. So we watched like another 10 minutes. And every time I tried to turn it off, mm-hmm. she's like, no, I want to finish it. And it wasn't like a courtesy. It was more like, I want to know what happens. And that was really, really exciting for me because I always wanted, again, I wanted it to be the kind of thing where you don't have to be into movies to sort of have the tolerance for this thing. I wanted it to be the kind of thing where there's enough to look at and enough emotional sort of um, accessibility within the characters and the story and, and, and all that kind of stuff that at the end of the day, it's the kind of movie you don't mind watching the first time or even a second time or even a third time potentially. Um, because, well, I don't know where I'm going with that. I just, I think that's where the movie's at, is that even without all that fancy shit, um, it's fun, man. It's like there's there's a billion good songs. The soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks ever, I think. I mean, it, the soundtrack mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. Like, it, it we did it for, I'm going to go with No Money, is about as close to, um, you know, I don't want to say exactly what the budget was at this point, but it, mm. it was not a lot, you know, but it, it's diverse. It's, there's like four live music performances of various types. I mean, there, there, there's, so it's full of music. It's, you know, again, it's, it's got some funny moments. It's got some genuinely kind of heartfelt romantic moments. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a movie now. It's not it's like... It's got it all. It's got it all! Yeah, so anyway, I don't want to build it up too much, but I think 
the bottom line is, is that it's an encouraging place. I don't know what's going on with festivals. You know, you were asking about that. I have no idea. I, you know, we've submitted to a couple. We've submitted to Sundance. We've submitted to South by. We've submitted to Tribeca. Um, we'll see. And now it's the waiting game, right? It's totally just the waiting game. Mm. I think we should give everybody a little, a little taster, a little sense, a little vision of what the 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 what are we? What season are we on? Is this season two? I think this is season two. I don't know if anybody cares. I don't think anybody cares either. Have you heard any impeachment news? I've been trying not to watch the the news. news. No, no. You were in town. We listened to the new Kanye together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kanye's going around town saving souls for Jesus. What do you think about that? You know, I think Kanye's a really interesting dude. I don't see what he has to gain from all this, ex- unless it's something genuine happening inside of himself. Merch money. Yeah, but he was already selling merch. Merch in church, baby. I'm curious. I'm curious what happens. You know, I think we'll know in like nine months or a year what this really mm. is. I think everybody's skeptical. Like, is this a publicity thing? Is this like a trick? It wouldn't be the first time. I'm a big fan of Rembrandt. The toothpaste? (laughs) 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 He's back. He's back, baby. He was famously very good at his job, very successful, very wealthy as a result of it. In, in a in, he had terrible Yelp reviews though. <laughs> in a very wealthy, newly wealthy Holland, and or Netherlands, whatever I don't know what it's called. And he was a major playboy and spent tons and tons of money and basically like had a major sort of uh, spiritual turnaround at some point as a result of of hitting bottom in a really dramatic fashion. Mm. And I think that's a classic narrative i i don't think that kanye would be the first one doing that i think i think he has it seems as though he has really legitimate issues and and it adds up it adds up that that he had unprecedented success at an incredibly young age and went completely off the deep end and woke up over the course of a year or two years and realized that his life was meaningless and that he hated himself and uh freaked out and then over the next few years started trying some shit and then maybe found something that was working for him that's how i read the situation Mm. john we should give people a little sense of what's to come oh yeah what is to come um it's a great question i think a lot of people think that rollers has been abandoned Uh, we have now put that rumor to rest yeah rollers is alive and well baby Mm. um when can i see it i don't know uh I think there are probably a lot of other people, probably the same people, in mm. fact, who think that this podcast is dead. What? I mean, we haven't pulled one out in like three months. <laughs> um, we had some life changes happen. We, oh baby, did we? <laughs> so we have teased at various different points that we're going to do interviews, that we're going to do all these other things, and you know what? I don't know what's in the future. What I can tell people though. Is that we're back, baby. Uh-oh. We're back. We're going to be doing an episode every week. What? We're going to... F- <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love it. We're going to be We're gonna be back. We're going to be doing an episode every week. Way more political. I've gone extremely right wing. We've got to get these immigrants out of here. We've got to build my wall. So, yeah, this is definitely an alt-right podcast. Now. Okay. Oof. No, I don't even know how funny that is. The <laughs> The point is, we're back. We're back. We're, we're just as irreverent and confused and existentially anxious as ever. And you better believe that that's going to be season, let's call this season X. Welcome to episode one of season X. And... In season X, I don't know what's going to happen, John. We're living in the moment. Whoa. We're going are we going off grid? We're going off We're going off the plantation. Certain grids. We're going off spreadsheet. Let's put it that way. Oh. And um I think now's as good of a time as any to announce that you and I are writing a script together. What? Um, <laughs> You had no idea? It's about cats. Turns out it's all been in my head. <laughs> John and I are writing a script about cats. Um, I don't want to talk so much about what the movie's about at this point. 
because it's still it's still fresh. But here's the deal. John, you and I are writing a script. I'm planning on making that movie. And I want to talk about that process on this podcast. Round two. John, we're writing a script together. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the process of making that movie, which I think will will consume a lot of mental and emotional and financial and whatever bandwidth in 2020. <clears throat> Premiering and marketing and releasing and debuting and all those dumb words. Rollers is also going to take an immense amount of bandwidth. Mm. We are also in the process of selling How Did I Get Here, which is a podcast. We interviewed Tommy Bertelson on the podcast, this podcast. Tommy B. We are probably going to close a deal with a pretty major podcast network in the next few weeks for that podcast, which is very exciting. I cannot say who it is. I can't really go into details for pretty obvious reasons. That podcast is going to be going out into the world, and I'm going to be talking about that process a little bit. John's also involved with that. Um, we also have American pain, which I've, I've talked about a bit. Um, American pain is hopefully going to be getting made. I can't talk about the cast that we're out to right now, but American pain is a big movie that we have been producing with a company called faster horse and faster horse and our, and us, um, basically optioned a book called American pain, which was a big uh, bestseller about the opioid crisis. It's actually a really fascinating story. It's about these guys in South Florida who find this loophole in the law and start selling just absurd numbers, uh, amounts of pills, you know, and just taking mm. in cash by the trash bag, quite literally. Wow. And they, it's just an insane story. And so we've been trying to produce that for a long time. Tate Taylor, who did the help and um, girl on a train and more recently ma, um, which I loved, mm. wrote the script, and uh, we're out to some pretty, not pretty A-list cast. We're out to straight A-list cast, which is really weird for me. I, I sent you, John, the uh, cast list. I sent it to a couple other people, and it was it was funny because I think everyone was just as shocked as I was. It's like I was not expecting to see those kinds of names in my inbox this soon. Um, and I can only credit it to the the quality of the project and, and our producing partners on it. It's not like I know these people, but that's exciting. We're going to be updating that. You know, there's going to be a lot of news with that, especially if it goes into production in the spring. So there's a lot of spicy eps coming up. You got that right. We'll do another one soon. It's good to be back in the saddle. Cue Lil Nas X song, John. In the future, people are suffering. People are dying. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. How dare you?